Hello, it is Abby Van Cleef, and welcome back to my podcast, The Mysteries in History. Today, we'll be discussing questions sent in from listeners of this very podcast, and I'll be answering them for you. Remember to drop some questions you want me to answer for next week's episode in the comment section, and I'll be sure to answer them. With that, let's just dive right into the first question asked by HistoryFan346. What were the long-term consequences of the bubonic plague on the Afro-Eurasian world? And what were the plague's social, political, and economical consequences on the landmass? Wow, history fan 346, that is one heck of a question. The bubonic plague, or more likely to be known as the Black Death, was caused by a bacteria called Yersinia pest that was found in rats and spread to other animals and humans through flea bites. The fleas were carried on rats that were considered to be a transportation device for the fleas that spread the disease. The disease was mostly concentrated in Central Asia, although it spread rapidly throughout the European continent. The plague continued to spread and inevitably ended the life of about 25-65% to of Europe's population. And although that is the most devastating effect of the bubonic plague, there are many other social, political, and economical consequences that have stemmed from the Black Death. Socially, the plague took a large toll on the Jewish community, as they were blamed for unleashing the plague. It sparked a lot of anti-Semitism and violence, as they became the targets of attack and blame. Many people also shut themselves off from society. They locked themselves within their homes and hid from family and friends, afraid to make contact with outside people because of the high infection rate. Others practiced religion and attempt to fight off the plague with prayer, and some follow the words of eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you may die. The economical effect of the plague hurt Europe as a whole. A large percent of the casualties were workers, as it spread easiest in the closed quarters where most people attended their jobs. This caused production on goods to go down drastically and trade to be scarce. Plenty of farmers also passed through to the Black Death and the production of food collapsed, causing shortages throughout cities in Europe. The famines killed the few people who survived the illness. Workers were not the only casualties of the Black Death. Many government officials passed away, leaving their people with no plan on how to handle the mass casualties. The deaths also affected the family lines and royalty, and caused problems with successors. All around, the Black Death was a national travesty that seriously harmed the world during the 14th century. Our next question was asked by Jaffe Maddy 324 Describe the key features of the Renaissance in Europe. How did the Renaissance spread and change? That's a toughie for sure. The Renaissance was definitely a confusing period of time, so let's break this question down. A pillar of the Renaissance was the idea of humanism. The definition of humanism is a Renaissance cultural belief movement that got rid of medieval scholasticism and took interest in Roman and Greek beliefs. That's a lot of words to take in, so let's break it down even a bit more. Humanism is practically the idea that human beings have the right to shape their own life. It is the aspiration to know more about the human experience from another layer of depth, besides the one that the Christian scriptures provide. Another key feature of the Renaissance was the idea of rebirth for Roman and Greek knowledge, art, and learning. The Renaissance was solely based in Italy and really began after the Ottoman Empire overtook Constantinople and artists and scholars fled to Italy, where it sparked the Renaissance. The Renaissance was being celebrated through all of Italy, especially its major cities, and that was only the beginning. The spread of the Renaissance began in the 16th century, whilst the Italian peninsula dealt with crisis. And with the booming economy at the time, the Renaissance began to spread throughout all of Europe. 
Ruralists from other countries would indulge in art from Italy, and soon it spread to a point where humanism was being taught throughout the landmass. Some wanted their sons to study it, and others began to patronize the arts. With that, the Renaissance spread throughout the continent, and the idea of humanism became quite popular, advancing people of Europe's education within the arts and literature. Our final question for today's podcast was asked by Miss Canito237. Analyze the ways in which European colonization of the Americas affected African and Amerindian people. Discuss how those groups responded. The most famous European exploration was the one of Christopher Columbus. They even made a rhyme of it. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. You all know the one. Yet it's often overlooked the harm he caused to the groups native to the land he explored. Columbus's colonization of the Amur Indians caused much destruction and death. When Columbus and his exploration group, the Spaniards, came upon the Amur Indians, they began to spread an epidemic similar to smallpox. After the spread of the first illness took many lives, another sickness broke loose, the measles. Then came the pneumonic plague and then the flu. And with each new wave of sickness, more lives were taken. The number of Amerindians Indians who passed away were around 90% of their population. All those deaths were on account of the Spaniards' travel to their land. When they arrived, they brought all those illnesses with them. A century after the wave of illnesses, only about 5% of Amerindians Indians were left alive. And with a small population and lack of resources, they could not fend off European colonization. The American Indians were not Europe's only victims to colonization. The African people were also colonized by Europe, and a slave trade began in Western Africa. Europe would trade slaves for goods. Colonization was a large part of Europeans' expansion, and it is often brushed over as colonizers were celebrated for finding land. Although the people who were on it first, the ones they took the land from, were often expenses of their journeys. Well, I hope you guys learned something new and enjoyed this week's episode of The Mysteries and Histories. I hope I answered your questions and remember to like and subscribe and drop your questions below and I'll be sure to answer them in next week's podcast. See you all soon. Bye. You just woke up. Roll over and check your clock. You miss your alarm. And you have to be at your job interview in 10 minutes. Oh, forgot to mention, you live eight minutes away. You jump out of bed, try to look somewhat professional, even though you're still half asleep, and then you come to a decision. You only have time for one, coffee or hair. You want to look good for the interview, but I mean, you need coffee. You can't think without coffee. You can't function without coffee. So what do you do? The answer to that question is both, because with Dunkin's new online order, it takes two seconds to type in what you want, and when you get there, it'll be waiting for you. So you can go to that interview with combed hair and a hot, creamy, freshly brewed coffee. Because remember, America runs on Duncan.